Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay, hello everyone and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Robin Reynolds, a certified professional organizer and founder of Organize to Harmonize, who helps everyone from working mums to A-list celebrities with residential organization, packing and unpacking services, home cleanouts, custom closet designs, and home inventories. Well, fantastic. I love that. Robin, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. Ah, it's an absolute pleasure. So can you expand just a little bit more on where are you today with your business and who is it that you love to work with? Where am I today? Well, I've been in business now for 15 years. Uh, So that's kind of a shock to me (laughs) because I had no plan in place when I first started. (laughs) I just kind of, you know, went like full force, like gangbusters. So that's awesome. Um, Where am I? I'm actually trying to shift. I do a lot of in-person. I do virtual work also, but I'm trying to shift a lot of the business into the digital courses that I Mm. have created. So, which is very different than working with clients one-on-one. Yeah. So tell me about how that works, because with no matter what service you have, whether it's coaching, um, agency work, going from the the done with you, the in-person to Mm. the knowledge, the expansion, the crumbs from a business owner, the ability to serve international and have much more reach, much more impact, much more profitability. That's a massive transition. So what, what's yeah. it been like for you as you look to do the people that you you serve? Has that kind of market changed? Has it opened up? What what are the what are the aspects that you find are so, so different with those two worlds? Everything is so different. <laughs> Everything. Because Everything. you the way that you work in person, you know, I don't have to explain anything. But Mm. in the courses, I have to explain it all because I have to allow for somebody else to be able to understand what I'm saying and to execute it because I'm not there to execute it. It Mm. also is attracting a different audience because, you know, organizing while everyone needs it or should be organized because it free, you know, it has so many benefits. A professional organizer is not always affordable or someone in person is not always affordable for people, which is Mm. why I also offer virtual because that's less expensive. But um, so the courses, since people are doing it themselves, it's something that they can afford that, you know, anybody can afford. And 
they can do the work themselves. So it opens up a whole different type of client than I would normally have in my regular, you know, in-person business. Mm. So what do you, what do you find like time and time again, that your clients come into you? What is the, what is the one first hurdle or barrier that you help them to overcome? Or what's the bit of awareness they had no idea about? And once that's been resolved, they can really start to, to expand with the work that you do. You know, I don't know that it's necessarily one thing because sometimes I can do the simplest thing for a client and move something from this side to this side. And they never thought of that about that, even though it makes so much more sense. But the one thing, if I had to pick one thing, I would be letting them know or talking them through why it's okay to let go of something because mm. people put irrational uh uh, what's stronghold on things that or attachment to things when it's related to other people, whether it's something that somebody gave them or something that belonged to somebody or whatever. So it's more getting them to understand that it's not about the thing. It's about the memory of that person. Mm. And that doesn't go away because if the thing burnt up in a fire, you're not going to forget that person just because you don't have that item anymore. But okay, they so, have an irrational attachment to that thing. Ooh. The, the the crazy attachment that we have to all our stuff. I want to put that in perspective of business owners as well, because they might be the, the items that we have. It is the the hoarding, the the knowledge, the courses, all these different things that we we need this, we need this, we need this. The right. hoarding of uh, from a personal perspective, the beliefs, the stories that we have. I need to hold on to this belief because it's kept me safe. No, it's kept you small. Right. I think right. the similarities with the hoarding of items, the lack of organization, you just said one small change and it just makes more sense over there, but they couldn't see it Yeah. for a number of reasons. Let's dig into that. What, what are those reasons? What do you find are the reasons why things like it's obvious, but they couldn't see it. What is that? I mean, it really is different for each person. You know, it could be something that somebody owned that uh, the person is no longer living, that it was a gift to them. It belonged to them. It, mm. it really is different for everyone. But it's, as I had just stated, it's not about, I tell them it's not about the thing. It's about the memory of the person. And mm. getting rid of the thing does not mean you're getting rid of the person. You know, like for instance, for myself, my mother passed away decades ago. I probably, outside of jewelry, I probably own two things that she had. I don't need all the stuff because what am I going to do with the stuff? I don't want to be overrun by with the stuff. Mm. And just because I don't have the stuff or the household of stuff that she lived in doesn't mean that I forget her because I don't. I think about her every single day, a million times a day. Mm. But I don't need the items to be able to remember her. I don't even need to wear the jewelry to be able to remember her. Yeah. You we, know, things that, that I keep need. The things that are of value. <laughs> but logically, logically, I think we all get that. But, right. And here's where we come. We talk about this time and time again on this show. The logically, we understand a concept, an action, a belief, but, oh, emotionally it's so it can be so so hard i mean oh absolutely personally, i i, I found I've, I've got a ring from my dad he's been passed away for 12 years now 
and it's a it's a two shilling coin that's been turned into a ring. It's amazing. In inside, you can see the inscription. Uh-huh. I hadn't seen it for a while. Now, being between the UK and America, I was traveling an awful lot, and I put in a safe space in one of my bags. I assumed it was safe somewhere else. I hadn't mm. seen it for a while. The other day, I found it as I was going through this bag in the corner, and had a little bit of rust just inside. Uh-huh. I was devastated how this one item it had such an impact on me it's like how can i get this fixed oh my gosh allow this happen and it just was a wave of emotion that came over me obviously yeah. that that passed but it's these, these these items can have such an impact and it doesn't it's such a, a big thing to work on so the beliefs we have with our business all these things that hold on to us or the, the items that mean something but we can't get rid of the damn things from that perspective, can you talk about what what's the difference? What's the transformation that you see with your your clients, whether in person or, or digital? Once oh, they get it, once things change, what is the actual transformation that they receive from that? Well, the whole point of getting organized or is you're implementing systems. So that way, everything that you own has a home. Just like you said that you thought your ring was in some other place because it yeah. didn't have a bona fide home. If it, not saying it wouldn't have gotten rusted, even if it was in, you know, a jewelry box in your bedroom, because it might still have, but everything needs to have a home. So the, when clients actually get that and they start implementing these systems and they start doing it for themselves and they don't have the clutter all around them that they've been used to living with. They have such a, it's like a weight's been lifted off their shoulder. It's one less thing that they have to talk, have to deal with or even feel because it's almost like, you know, they'll go into, you know, come into their home. And if it's full of clutter, it's almost like they immediately tense up. Like I had a, uh, I have a client and she just finished telling me, you know, she likes her house in one way. You know, there was an extra jacket that was sitting on the um, couch And she's like, see, that bothers me. It wasn't her jacket. It was someone else's in the household. She's like, but that bothers me. But if I threw it in the closet just to get it out of the way, it doesn't bother me because I don't see it. Mm -hmm. In the meantime, the closets are not organized. There's no systems in place. It's just hidden away. So what she visibly sees, she needs to have nice and clean and organized to be able to have that sense of peace and harmony. But, you know, we're always working inside the closet to maintain the systems, you know, to, Mm. for her to have, you know, to feel better because those are the places that are out of sorts, but that's not what she sees every day. So it doesn't bug her as much. It's Mm. what she sees every day that she needs that to stay in a certain way. Okay. There's one thing you mentioned there that I want to come back to. What? Everything has a home. I yes. mean, there's something beautiful in that statement you had there. And to tie that back into the the entrepreneurial journey, I mean, you said you, you I think you were the, the accidental entrepreneur. So I didn't really mean to, but I, I kind of found a way then. And 15 years later, I'm still doing this. It's like, yeah. <laughs> and so it sounds like you, you along the way picked up the traits, beliefs, the tactics, the ability to be the business owner, to bringing clients to implement, to do the thing that you love to do. And we sort of piece together and sort of make it up as we go along. That, that's what happens to an awful lot of us, especially at the right. start. So 
everything has a home. You must have accumulated so many business tactics, business beliefs, business stories for being a business owner. And now you're shifting into the world of digital. It's like, oh my gosh, this is a brand new landscape. Right. How the hell do I do this? Because I've got all these new challenges, bringing in clients, how to make sales, how to fulfill virtually without being there. It's so, so different. So I want to use that concept of everything has a home for your marketing, for your sales. Everything have a home in your business is maybe such a fundamental point. Everything has a purpose in business. Well, now you've just done the same thing. You've simplified all of this. Right. So where do you think with your, in this next transition where you're right now, what are the elements that you're, maybe is, is the next challenge? the thing that you're sort of working towards, but oh my gosh, you can't see the wood for the trees. It's like the house has too many things in it. There's too many items. There's too many possibilities. Right. What's that? Well, the shift between doing in-person work and creating things digitally is very, very different because, mm. you know, I have to break it down in such a way that other people can follow what's in my brain because they don't have my brain. So, I have to break it down in the most simple forms for them to be able to follow and implement what I'm saying so mm. that they can get the result that they that I am promising them in the course. So yeah. that's very different. And then, you know, the marketing of everything, you know, the world of the Internet has created has changed the way everything works. Absolutely everything. I don't know that there's too many things that the internet hasn't changed, but especially in business. And when you talk about creating an online business, mm. you're doing everything online. So the way that you market is going to be very different too. You're not going to networking meetings. You're not going to, um, you know, however you would do things in person. So now you have to create it all, do it online. What you said about the the fulfillment there being able to, it's got to be slightly different because you're not next to them telling them how to right. do this. So I think- I And think even when I'm next to them, I'm doing it more so than they are. Ah, okay. So it's putting more trust in, I, with this, I there's there's from everything, we can see a threat and an opportunity. The internet, damn it, it's changed an awful lot of things, but also damn it, it's made everything so much better. Everything's a blessing and a curse. With oh, your- challenge of putting this on a an, in digital in virtual form is damn it, i need to be even more succinct i need to be even more clear ah oh, that's actually a blessing for you to be able to do that it actually sh maybe shows the holes where you've been fulfilling with on the fly rather than oh no there's actually a procedure here i mean writing sops for a business for our team oh my gosh it shows all the holes so I, I just do this. Oh, oh yeah. It's, it's, oh, I have to think about this. Oh, there's some manual thought right. that goes in. Uh oh. So yeah, it's whilst it's frustrating, it's yeah. also kind of beautiful. And then once you do it, it's done. But the challenge is too because I don't. I'm not seeing their space. Obviously, mm. when I'm working in person, I see right in front of me what I'm working with. Yeah. When I'm creating something for someone else to follow and implement. I have no mm. idea what their space looks like. 
So okay. it may be in my head, I'm, you know, doing what I feel are the necessary steps. And I need to make sure that regardless of what their space looks like, those steps are going to be something that they follow and make sense and will actually transform. Yeah. So rather than, hey, just put that there or do this or get rid of that, it's there are principles. There are exactly there are there's a deeper level of things going on here that you haven't to maybe search for rather than I, I do it because it's natural. It's easy. Like for me, it's it's so simple to help someone shift their perspective. Right. See these things, swap it around. Have you thought about this? No, I haven't. Oh, shit. Now I can do the thing. Perfect. Right. So simple. But for other people, it might not be. So Right. Because I understand. do things that are so simple sometimes for clients and they're like, wow, I hadn't, I'd never even thought of that. So do you love the fact that you're having to go deeper with, why do I do that? What's the principle? What is the logic? What is the deeper level that allows me to think in that way? That's kind of beautiful to explore. Me personally, you mean? Yeah. I, you know what, as many of us in the industry will say, we are born with the gift. Everyone's brain works differently. Mm. My brain, this is how it works. Like it comes very easy. I organize for fun. When my daughter was younger and we'd have a rainy day, it was a great day to organize. I'd be like, guess what time it is? And she'd be <laughs> like, oh my God, dreading what was next, you know? Mm. But that's just how my brain works. Don't talk to me about technology because it just doesn't, my brain doesn't grasp it. So mm. everybody has their strength. Yeah, You know, everybody is is wired for something. People are wired to do brain surgery. I could never. I don't even want to look at an open wound, you know? So everybody has, you know, a dip, their brain is working in different ways. So mm. the, my clients and the people that struggle with disorganization, their brain is just not wired that way. They just have strengths in different areas. Yeah. Strengths and weaknesses, but also how we can leverage that because with your um worry concern lack of knowledge within the technical part of this mm -hmm. you then have to be okay with that information maybe you have to be even more even more clear even more concise even more streamlined to yes i can't use these all these 20 widgets but i can use these three platforms and right. boy i'm gonna make these work simplify again right. how can we pull the the threads of what you're good at the, the elements that you come second nature to you and we tie a thread into your business and reframe the business challenges around around your skill sets in your words in your way that's the fun and games of this yeah but the thing is too that you know for the most part I always say we live in an abundant society and we get way more than we get rid of so for most people they have more in their homes than what will comfortably fit mm. because they just keep bringing it in and it's not going out, no matter what it is. It could be food in the pantry. It could be clothes in the closet. It could be toys in the game room. It's just, we keep bringing stuff in, but the stuff is not going out as quickly. So when you do that, you're giving, you're getting overrun by stuff because there's not enough space to put it because the walls are only, but so big, mm. you know, you can't, you know, this isn't Harry Potter. We can't wave a wand and make the walls bigger just because we need more space. So we accumulate so much stuff and we just, we don't 
use it. We don't give it. How can I say this? With the a energy. That things... we... Go ahead. No, after you. Um, no, I was going to say a lot of what you said with we don't use it is true because the 80-20 rule is true for everything that we use 20% of what we own 80% of the time. And okay. I'll give you an example. Okay. Think about yourself when you get dressed every day. You go to those same 20 pieces of clothing or those same 10 pieces of clothing because you like them, they fit well, they're comfortable, whatever the reason is, but you go to those mm. same pieces all the time. You have a closet full of clothes and there are things you probably haven't touched in there for well over a a long time. Let's just say <clears throat> no idea what you mean. <clears throat> <laughs> I'm sure you don't. <laughs> but it's true. You know, yeah. you buy all this stuff, you know, even food, pantry things, thinking you're going to make X, Y, and Z. But you go back to the same, oh, I'm going to make the basic, you know, spaghetti and meatballs. I'm not doing the Alfredo or the whatever, whatever. So it happens over and over in every area. Kids' toys. You bring them mm. in, they play with it for a week or two weeks and they don't look at it again for, you know, forever. Yeah. But yet the and toys just keep coming in. That principle, I love that. May I use your own words against you? <laughs> what does that mean? What does that mean? Is that, is that a yes or a no? Sure. Cool. Sweet. I'll take that as a yes then. So. We were chatting away offline before about the challenges of, of business. And we talked about sort of lead magnets mm. and we were talking about your know, marketing and all the fun and games that comes with the world of digital. And I was like, I want to, I want to find a way to shift one of your beliefs around this marketing. And you, you know, the, just to recap for the, for the listener, you, you so quickly said, yeah, it's, it's what if I give away too much? I want to get people into seeing the value, seeing myself, getting them into your course. Of course you get more money. You help other people. So win-win. But what if I give away too much? To be able to do a webinar, the lead magnet, what is that? And that, whether it's a fear or a doubt or a worry or a concern, those things hold so many people back. And the natural consequence of that is avoidance. We don't do it. And it takes so much time. Right. So using the 80-20 rule, using the fact that people accumulate so much and don't fucking use it, that goes for knowledge as well. So how do I play this? Let's take the 80-20 rule. Ah, so 80-20, people don't use it, and everything has a home, everything has a purpose. If we can fuse these three concepts we spoke about already into this one challenge, everything has a purpose. The lead magnet, the webinar, whatever you pick, just pick one. And then you make it have a purpose. Crumbs, let's, let's solve one one problem that your audience has. It's probably going to be one out of five things, maybe five things that you solve. But if you can solve one thing, mm -hmm. which then either levels them up to the place where it's like, oh, now I've done this. Now I need help with this, 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 and this, which opens the way for, hey, that's also what we do. Right. Or it's, okay, now you've shown me that you can solve this problem. Oh my gosh. Can you help with this, 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 this four other over here? Can you help me with this as well? So right. solve 20% of the problems that they have. The first one, Frank Kern, amazing quote, one of the best marketers in the world. Prove that you can help someone by actually helping them. 
It's the oldest trick in the book. It's so true. <laughs> but what was holding you back? Potentially the fear of giving away too much, the fear that they wouldn't buy because you've solved everything. But if mm. you give it a purpose, solve this one problem, solve it good, solve it great. Right. Which then opens the door for, and here's what else you need at this next level. Now it's right. solved. Now you know me. Now you know the way I solve this. Now hopefully you like me. Cool. If you don't, great. See you later. But if you do like me, there's more where it came from. That's kind right. of the point. And what's the third concept? We said purpose, 80-20. Oh. And people not using it. How yeah. many people will actually follow through on a lead magnet? How many people actually put it to the test? And I mean really do it rather well, than just I say. Mean, but that goes for anything, though, because, I mean, I'm sure I know I've done it myself that I've bought courses that I never right. ended up taking, you know, or that I just didn't make time to do. You know, yeah. most people have done that, you know, and it's going to happen. But usually I think when that stuff happens and the same is true of this, you know, people put off organizing because they don't like to do it. So it's an avoidance. So, mm. you know, while they think they may do the course or they have every intention of doing it, something may get in the way and then sidetrack them. But at least mm. they have it so they can go back to it. Mm. You know, it's so by not giving like that a quick win, by giving that one challenge that you've eradicated, that's the dopamine. That's the motivation. Oh, yeah. shit. This is possible. This works. Look how much We're better. Knowing I feel what could be. Oh, what could be? Absolutely. So yeah, that there is another way to live. That they don't have to live like that. And likewise, you don't have to live with this—the fear of. But what if? What if I give away too much? Right. I, you know what? We could give away the whole unforget yourself system. I can give it away for free for everyone. And then just sell the 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 application for guiding you through it. Mm -hmm. Information is everywhere. Everyone has all the information. There's not one thing in your course that's not free on the internet. Guaranteed. However, your accumulation, the way you put it together, the way that you then guide people through it, that's massive. That's huge. Yes. So what I, if nothing else? you know, once they trust you and they want to hear what it is that you have to say. Yeah. In any business, you know. But this is logical. Logical. We've all heard of it. The no like and trust, blah, blah, blah. Right, yeah, right, we get right. it. We need to do that. However, this person, me, you, we all get in our own way with, but what if I give away too much? But how, you second guess, all the thoughts, all the emotions come into play. Logically, I know what to do. I just can't do it. It's that just finding that happy conundrum. medium. It's finding that happy medium of what to give without giving too much. Give value, but don't give it all. Kind of like the heart you know when you're in love you always have a little bit of wall up until you get the ring or whatever or you make the proposal you know there's always the is she going to say yes is he going to ask what's going to happen you know but then once it happens then you're kind of like all in 
So True. I kind of look at that. As you're saying that, that's kind of what I think of. Don't ask me why, maybe because I just, they keep talking about The Bachelor, but <laughs> um, <laughs> it's, you know, it's the 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 fear or or not wanting to give all of yourself or not being all in until mm-hmm. you know that you're going to be all in, if that makes sense. It makes sense. But I feel that that perspective is slightly skewed rather than, but what if? What if? By giving away too much, oh my gosh. If you've got the purpose, you know what problem you're solving, you won't give away too much. But if you happen to give away too much, well, now mm. you just positioned yourself as, oh my gosh. If you give away this for free or for 27 bucks or whatever it is, your opening offer, if you give away this for that, what the hell's behind that paywall? If this is your free stuff, how can you really help me? Oh right. my gosh, what a place is that to be rather than, yeah, this lead magnet, it's, it's a bit obvious. I get that. It's not that great. And there's yeah. the, the law of overcorrection, the natural law of overcorrection. By fearing, give away too much, <laughs> we're going to get away so little or not give away anything at all. So again, right. whatever belief that you need to open the floodgates and be like, okay, let's do it. Let's give away everything because there's still, it's how you apply it. It's how you put it together. You can give yeah. away the principles, but your course, your online, whether it's group, whether it's coaching, whatever sort of way you want to interact with it, that's your special source. And that's where the fun comes in. It's, it's, it's fucking scary, but yeah. When it Hopefully makes sense. It Good. Was was that worth? Was that was? Did you enjoy me using your words against you? <laughs> I wasn't offended. <laughs> you weren't offended. I'll take it. I'll take that as a win. <laughs> hey, Robin, look. Thank it's always you good so to much. have another perspective. It is absolutely. That, that, isn't that the basis of your work? It's a new perspective. Oh, absolutely. It's a new perspective. Love yes. that. Robin, yeah. thank you so much for being here. Thank you for sharing your business, your transition, and also playing around with behind the scenes of what it's like for you as you as you go through this next stage. It's fascinating. Well, thank you. It was so much fun. You're so, so welcome. And hey, if, if people want to find out more about, about you and the amazing works that you do, where can they find you? Well, my website is Organized to Harmonize, and that's with the number two. And on Insta, I am the same, Organized to Harmonize. And you can message me either place, ask questions, let me know what you're feeling, what whatever you like. You can reach me in those places. Awesome. And get ready for one hell of a lead magnet? Of some sort. Lead magnet, <laughs> webinar, we'll figure it out. As long as it has purpose. (laughs) Absolutely. Oh, I love that. Robin, thank you so much. It's been so much fun. Thank you. It was great. You're welcome. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? We ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is. And we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah. So please do all those things. 
we'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.